I believe so. Uh, it was the ninth so episode. So bad I cannot keep track. Well, wasn't Tim was the eighth episode? I think. Was it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you and know, then, we just uh, we're doing this every week. So we are. It's like it, it's, it almost uh, seems like. Man, uh, is it ready? Is it time to do another yeah, one? It's yeah. good. I, I look forward to them every week. But it is. Um, there is. You know, there's stuff that's got you got to do you your have homework. homework. <laughs> you have. And homework. if you don't, you're going to show up and be like, ah, you know. I that record got. This is that record got me high, by the way. And that's Rob Elba. And that's Barry Stock. And though this week um, we went for one of my choices, and uh, it was a record that. Um, I didn't. I didn't listen to this band very much when they were around. Yeah, and that's, that's I was, on me. I met, well, I didn't either. But I never. When did you? So when did you uh, discover them and realize that? You I, liked I really them? only first heard them and listened to them about ten years ago. Oh, interesting. So, and when I was at somebody's house and they played, I think I mentioned in the last episode. I was playing in a band with some guys, and when the, he put it on, and uh, he has a recording studio, and he put the record on his, you know, he, studio. He put on this record, Crooked Rain, the one we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Put on Crooked Rain, and uh, I was like, wow, this sounds incredible. And then I, I started paying attention to it. And then, it, but I guess I didn't really start paying attention to it until much more recently, which is, you know, it's like the, uh, it's like the joke, you know, um, uh, Mickey Mouse goes in front of the judge and he says to the judge or uh, the judge says to him uh, Mr. Mouse um, I can't grant your divorce on the, under the grounds that your wife is uh, insane and Mickey Mouse says Judge I didn't say she was insane I said she was fucking goofy so <laughs> wait was, so how does that tie in it was fucking goofy pavement? I don't know it was fucking goofy I don't know oh, why okay. I never listened to Pavement because oh, listening okay. to it now um, it's they very, have the they have all the influences of people that you do. like already, and they're older than I thought they were. Stephen Malcolmus is fifty one. Oh, really? Okay. So it's not like they were. It's not like they were teenagers they when they kids. were. They formed in nineteen eighty nine. Basically, right, it was like right. a studio project, right? And uh, this record came out. It was their uh, second record, mm-hmm. and it came out in nineteen ninety four. Right. Um, and I never, honestly, I knew the song uh, "Cut Your Hair" because that right, was their sure, big idiot, and I knew "Range Life." I had heard, yeah, but I never got into these guys. And it, and I think digging into them now, I I think I see why I didn't. And I'm still not. I have some kind of a disconnect with them where I just can't. It's, I just can't. It's the clever. It well, I, you know what I think it is. Okay, it's because they're from where he's from. He's from uh, Stockton, uh, California. Okay, okay. And he's got a very California <laughs> yeah. sensibility. Yes. And I'm an East Coast boy. I grew up in Queens. Sure. And sure. I think there's like some kind of disconnect between uh, Stephen Malcolmus. Oh, uh, you grew up in Queens? Yeah, I grew up in Queens. See, <laughs> I thought you were in South Florida like most of the time. Really? No, you know. See, me and Gary, me and Barry are going to discover more and more about each other right. as we. Uh, right. No, no, no. I, uh, my family moved here when I was like almost twelve. Wow. Play. Okay, so you were a Ramones are from Queens, right? Yeah. 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 That's okay, right. so that explains a lot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I definitely didn't know about them when I was no, in Queens. No. Uh, um, yeah. So that's. Uh, but then, in, in really listening, obviously, and listening to the record, I realized. Oh, it's a really good record. Yeah. Oh, they were a good band. Uh, really, uh, his this is a band that's really the this his 
thing because uh, yeah, because I was listening. I listened to some of his later stuff, and it basically sounds like it uh, sounds uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, there's that, that's in there. It's, it's it's got a little more polish to it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he, he sings a little more, which yeah. that's that's the one. That, I'll tell you my my dig on them. I think at the time and still is that. Uh, I actually saw the worst thing I saw, and I, you told me about it. They were on 120 minutes. Yeah, yeah, right. They did a thing, and I actually found the the raw. Well, yeah, that's what I told you. Look yes, for the raw stuff. Yeah, it's, this is these are guys that are trying so hard to me to seem to not care. Yeah. that it's like it's so hard that it makes me not care. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not sure. That's the thing. That's the um, the Was question. It, yeah, is, the question is: Is it? A put on, or is it just an act, or were they just? Is it just like? A- well, but you know, they're they're sort of following the footsteps of uh, you know the, uh, some of our other heroes. You know, Sex Pistols come out, don't give a shit, and right, right, a very yeah, definitely don't give a shit, but a different different type of don't give a true. shit. Hey, California, yeah, yeah, apathetic. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny they were. Uh, he's compared a lot to Marky Smith and the Fall for some reason. Well, the first the first album, um, Slanted and Enchanted, is more very okay. fall. Yeah, yeah there's I a lot of fall stuff on there. Because yeah, I didn't. I don't hear that as much except no. for one obvious song right, on this yeah, record yeah, yeah, right. that we will right, we'll get, get there. To. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, I don't hear because Marky Smith was definitely someone with an attitude, but he's also someone that that was not like. Uh, no shrinking violet at all. And, no. Uh, well, I think what they talk about in an interview, what Malcolm talks about in an interview, or at least, yeah, I, I think it was him. It was uh, in this long um, article about the album. Um, did we even say the name of the record? A crooked Rain. I did say Crooked okay, Rain. Okay, so Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. rain. It's, it's, twi- <laughs> it's twice. Yeah, yeah, with a comma. Um, is, you know, the, the, the things that they hear is overtly fall are sometimes them listening to people that have also listened to the fall. So it's 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 some of it's second hand and some of it's first hand right, fall right. references. So you have did you, you know the fall sort of they sort of uh they were sort of they influenced a lot of people. And, they did. They influenced and they're just cuz they were just one of these bands that that came out and, and they didn't sound like anyone else. Right. And they had a deliver his delivery was so different right. and he was the and, uh, such a character s- Marky Smith. I, yeah. Passed away Snarl. recently. Oh, he did. I, I read so many. There was so many great things that came up. Just, just things about him. What a character he was. Real quick, I just had character is. I think that's a putting it in a. Uh, uh, people were talking after he died. Uh, there's a guy, Richard Skinner. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, he was on the, the Richard Skinner used to have a show. Anyway, he was touring with this band Suede. So this guy Matt Osman, who's in the band Suede, he <laughs> said he was touring with, and he said, but he found him to be actually very nice. He said he was very friendly yeah. and he was helpful, and uh, wow. and and the shows were great, and he was friendly. So the fall, um, Marky Smith was on this guy Richard Skinner's show. Like during the tour, he was doing a written interview, so they were all listening to him on the interview. Oh, Jesus! And the Richard Skinner <laughs> asked him if there were any new. Does he like any bands that call him an influence? And he said, like who? And he goes, well, like Suede. <laughs> and he took a pause and he said, never heard of him. <laughs> he was, a, yeah. <laughs> so that's my key. He was also notorious for just firing band members on a whim. Yes, yes, like, right, right. Just like, oh, uh, you know, I'm tired of you. You're fired. And right. uh, so they went, the fall went through many, many iterations. 
Um, but so, all right, so we're not talking about the, the fall, obviously. Yeah, we did that payment. last week with uh, <laughs> Ramones, right? <laughs> we did a little side drive with that. Yeah. He's very, one of these days we'll probably do a fall. I mm-hmm. don't think we'll do a fall record. I was sort of listening to one today and thinking, oh, this would be okay. good to do. But uh, all right, so the band, um, they had, there was some uh, change changes in the band, right? Drummer, different drummer. On well, the drummer that the they started one. with um, was a guy who they had a, had a studio and he was an older guy. He was in his 40s or like, you know, early 40s. And he, they did the first album with him in his studio. And then he toured with them. But whether it was, you know, I don't know if there were, what kind of issues there were, but he was very, he was not happy with touring. Like he would get, he would get agitated and upset with the conditions of touring. And um, he had different expectations than these guys who were, you know, Younger at the time, right, right, okay, um, okay. So now, so who was this uh, Nastanovich guy? Well, he's isn't the, he's the he's uh, the, a percussionist. Yeah, he's sure. listed as a percussionist, and and I will say I'm the first to like love uh, extra percussionists in a right, band, right? Like uh, the the guy in um, Brian Jonestown Massacre that Feelies, plays tambourine. Feelies have a percussionist, right? Feelies. Barry's band, Mr. Entertainment, and the Boogie Smackers. We have a percussionist. We have a percussionist. And I'm all for this, that. Right. Someone that's just... Definitely at, the, she's definitely the most attractive member of the band. Yes, and she brings a lot of... They bring probably, energy. Probably the smartest member of the band. <laughs> and the one who has to come to practice the least. <laughs> right. Because well, yeah. what are we going to do? It's like, right, oh, right. But, all right, so this guy is Emily's basically... Here. <laughs> Emily's here. But this guy, when I see videos of them playing, he seems like... It was Stephen Malcolm's like a, a frat brother yep. that, that knows all the songs yeah. and comes up on stage and does a little percussion and sings a little backup and just goofy, just uh, goofy his goofy friend that he lets hang out with the okay. band. Does he does Some, he do more of a musical uh, contribution? I, I don't to know. The band? I, I think that <laughs> I don't that's think his, so. There's sometimes bands need a um, they need an id character. They 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 need the, they need the the unhinged. Um, they need the guy who's gonna um, be enthusiastic and gonna get up there and then and although I think Malcolm talks about that you know or that he wasn't he's not that involved in the studio stuff right he's really a live thing yeah yeah well that um, makes sense but and but even live it's not like he was that he was just sort of yelling you know, in the mic yeah exactly yeah. Yelling random things, and there's some of that shows up on the record. There's some random yeah, sure. things going on. In the I background. think that he, they perceive of him as an integral member of the band, whether you know we do or not. It's, yeah, it, they, no, they, but, they, they obviously they think it would be different if he was not there. Right, right. Uh, which is which is cool. I could respect that, but it just seemed you know it, it's just a, a kind of funny. His utility you know. <laughs> is not what, what is not the ordinary utility of yeah he you know he's. He's uh he plays solid bass lines and you know he knows the co- right dealer, yeah no no right he's not that guy <laughs> not that guy yeah definitely no um, <laughs> so um, so pavement uh, they uh, I'll, I'll I'll also tell you another thing that gave me a negative view of them which in 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 researching it more I realized was not really fair uh-huh. was they were on the Lollapalooza uh, ninety five Lollapalooza mm-hmm. tour which. 
supposedly they were supposed to be on the 94 tour yep. that Smashing Pumpkins headlined, yep. and Billy Corgan said, I, I, we will not play if Pavement yep. plays on this tour. Because Billy Corgan has a sense of humor of basically a cardboard box. <laughs> right, right. So they, so they ended up being on the 95 one, which was a weird one because Nirvana, I think, was supposed to do it. Yeah, and then right. they backed that up didn't again. happen. So the headlines ended up being like Sonic Youth and Hole. Which weren't like it was, so it was a real indie. It was the first real indie, right? Indie um, Lollapalooza, and uh, and I had read uh, a spin. I remember I read an article in Spin about Courtney Love was sort of very was insecure about Stephen Malcolmus because he was so he seemed so smart and so intelligent, and she was obsessed with thinking that she was had a higher IQ from him and smarter oh, than Jesus him. Christ. So they devised this contest where they were going to do a crossword puzzle. You're making this up. No, right. I'm not. And I found the article. That's a go- <laughs> Google is amazing because I <laughs> I looked up, I, I Googled like uh, Courtney Love, Stephen Malcolm's crossword and I immediately got the spin article oh, that they yeah. talked about it. Oh my God. And the thing that got me was he, uh, she went out and bought, because uh, they were going to do, they were going to have this contest and she went out and bought these crossword puzzle books and he said to her, Courtney, you have to, I need you to know something. Okay. I've been doing, he said, I've been doing the New York Times cross puzzle right. every week for my entire life. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is probably true. And it's not. So really, it, to me, it seemed just like kind of a douchey thing. But no, it wasn't. He was just being honest. He was saying, I'm going to win because I, I do this all, yeah, all and, the time. And I don't need your book, your <laughs> puzzle book. I don't need it. Right. So she got real mad. They ended up not, the contest never happened. Oh, yeah. And supposedly, the, the one of the funniest thing was, like, if, I forget if she lost, I forget what it was, but if he lost, they would would have had to have done a, a Pearl Jam song on, on La uh, one okay. of the days yeah. with with no irony at all. Right. I had to really do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that that sort of tells you what kind of band they were, that that was, would be a punishment Bad, is yeah. to have to do a Pearl Jam song. I a band song. that you wouldn't want to cover. With right? no irony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, with no irony. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. And the the, the they uh, there's some discussion in that article. Um, I think it was on Stereo Gum. I should have. I didn't take note of it. I did do a lot of work on this record this week. <laughs> That's okay. Um, no one's judging you. But we don't get graded for these. Yeah, not yet. We do actually. We get graded because every time I look at the play count, I'm like, well, oh, what okay. happened That's this true. week? That's you know, true. we were boring or something. <laughs> something happened. Um, and. They on the road they would play Scrabble and so Scrabble they yes, had a magnetic, yes, they had a right, magnetic right. Scrabble set. That's so funny. And what or, a what a not rock and roll thing for a right. Band but player. if you also think about the lyrics and as we'll get to the songs, the lyrics there is um, there's a yeah, I don't know if it's a literate quality or there's a word play quality to the lyrics. Oh, that absolutely, are, there is, and almost it's almost to the point of I could appreciate it, but then sometimes I also it's that cleverness again. I'm thinking, yeah. is it too clever? Is he trying right. too hard just to be clever? I think I can shed some. I, I actually I spent a lot of time with the, oh, with the I'm record, sure you, I'm and sure I spent a lot of time well, thinking about the lyrics. Yeah, because I have a, a lot of, I have, a, I have some insights for you that might make it make. Okay, More good. Sense. No, I'll, I'll look forward to that because honestly, a lot of stuff I read, it's the stuff that sounds cool, but it's like, I, I don't get If, if okay. he's trying to say something, I don't get it. Yeah. So good. Uh, Barry so let's, will uh, enlighten let's us. Let's go with the, uh, song with one um, Silence Kit, which is actually Silent Kid or Silence Silent Kid. Kid. Yeah, it's written wrong because of they, the original up, artwork. Their artwork, it, there, was a, there was something that covered up part of the D and it looked like a T. Right. And so it just became silent, Silence Kit. And still to this day, when you look it up, there are a lot of uh, lyrics that say it's that. But it's actually Um, Silence Kid. 
Yeah. And that makes this makes sense for the lyrics and everything. I kind of get it because it's kind of about uh, sort of a emotionally removed kid, yeah. uh, like a jaded emotion. Yeah. So it could be about himself. Yeah. Um, also, another thing, just the, the beginning of it, I really like because it's got a, a cool, like, false beginning to the whole it song. It does. Right. And can, then they it, yell out something to the drummer. Yeah, but it's great. It's a really good opening to a and record. And it's a it's a classic. It's a classic rock intro. Yeah, it's a, it could be a bad company song. Once it yeah, once it kicks in, absolutely. I, I yes. went and yeah. I went and tried to actually find. I kept thinking that's that's an overarching theme for me on this album is. Bad company? No. <laughs> okay. It's not that. It's that, man, some of this sounds so familiar. And I can't tell if it's because I've heard this record enough times or if he... I think the the overarching feeling I get about this record, I guess in Pavement in general, and probably Stephen Malcolmus at the time, was he s- sort of summed up a huge number of influences and took yeah, them and it, put them in one thing and said well what if you had all that here and it was woven in together so well that you couldn't really tell exactly where those influences right, were coming I from right because I hear through this record I heard Sonic Youth, yep, Sonic Youth. I heard the Meat Puppets yeah. the Minutemen yep. uh, uh, just all these Camper different Camper Van Beethoven yeah all these different bands but then some of the stuff I hear bands that I still like more than Pavement for some reason but like I said a lot of it I think could just could be my own Pixies uh, yeah right right definitely and also what I hear but it's actually I think it's because a lot of the same influences came up at the same time Weezer a lot of the stuff sounds like uh, Weezer right. which kept, were coming up right at about the same time they were time. yep and, uh, and they also had the same which is the one annoying thing they have a lot of the same singing quality where it's like they don't when they go to hit the high notes they purposely don't try they, they oh, don't yeah, try okay. to yeah. hit those Where high are notes Weezer from are they California uh-huh. band too Weezer, they they moved there. They were from somewhere else, but right, they okay. they moved to California. But it's that they if they really tried, they could hit those notes, but they don't. And and one more thing, I just got to say Go that I remember it, yeah, sure, yeah, because they had their video for "Cut Your Hair" was on an episode of Beavis and Butthead back in the day, right? And I know I saw it. And Butthead had the best. I think it was Butthead had the best line because he said, first of all, he called it. Uh, butt wipe music and then he said he wanted the band to try harder <laughs> and I'm thinking I kind of agree with Butthead and at times I want them to try harder There's a sl- there is a slacker they, I mean he and the uh, other guitar player I believe or he and the he and the other guitar player worked at the, they were security guards at the Whitney Museum yes right so right right that's kind of a slacker job <laughs> totally but and he, t- he went to college and he studied what Literature or something. Sure, I, think I think English so, yeah. literature. Yes, yeah, so. and it's got that. It has that, but I don't think you can count. I don't think any of that disqualifies it from the the that it's a. There's a lot going on. No, right, and being a really good record. You're right, and and I I fully admit that it's my own hater niche, which me and Barry oh, keep yeah, coming well. back to the fact that we can be big haters. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. My own hater miss uh, that, and and honestly, listening to this record a lot. There's a lot of good songs in it, and the songs stick in your head. They do. Too, well, man. there's that. I mean, they really, they are uh, very um, they're so, very um, um, catchy, and but they're also um, unique. And um, there's just a, a a quality about the way it's put together 
that is um uh doesn't sound like doesn't doesn't sound like anybody else that's the cool thing is that okay yeah you can hear well, right, you at just, parts it does because at parts there are certain yeah, parts sure. we say oh that sounds like this or that sounds right. like that but when it comes together as a whole right and and i think the the fact is the the songwriting is so strong that it sort of carries right. it because they are they, at the end of the day there's some really strong hooks going on here right. and, really good, and uh, the the way the, rec- the record was recorded it sounds very honest it's a very it's not there yeah there, there's no not tricks. a lot of effects not uh, a lot of guitar right yes. you sounds a like lot good, of, good good guitar sounds right apparently it was done in a studio in new york and they actually tracked the drums first and then went right. back and basically everything else was overdubbed even though it doesn't sound oh, like wow a, really no yeah, it does not sound like yeah, that it, at it all sounds it sounds very like, live oh, wow. and they actually had to re-record the snare and there's all this crazy stuff where and you go but the end product sounds <laughs> like make it these sound sounds, and like, but all, it sounds uh, right. like these guys are standing in the same room. I guess which they did later on some on uh, the later records. Okay. But Silence Kid, Silence Kid. Um, <laughs> I took my take on it was um, somebody maybe maybe talking to him, and um, you know you got no heel, no reels to remind you. Like you got no heel, I mean you're inexperienced. You got no no reels like film reels. You got nothing to look at. Right. You got no, you know. Let me show me your reel. Um, yeah, there's something people in the film industry, you know, you have a you have a reel so they could see your or in your, Calif- your again a very California. Cal- thing. Well, it is. Yeah, California <laughs> yeah, comes absolutely. up a lot in this. Oh in yeah, this it record. does definitely. Um, don't lose silent kid. Don't lose your graceful tongue. And of course, that sounds like him too, with all the with his right, right. Um, so he is the uh, I, I believe uh, so. Kid. I, um, I, I, I agree. I think you're right on that. And then, you know, talk about your family. Your sister's cursed. Your father's old and damned. Uh, don't listen to your grandmother's <laughs> advice about us. Um, and then, in the, but in the last verse, or in the last uh, verse, he's uh, he's all of a sudden taking some X. And he's uh, uh, um, hand me the drumstick, snare kick blues, call upon um, uh, I, call upon I knew myself and into the spotlight. Ecstasy feels so warm inside till five hours later. I'm chewing. People take X and oh, chew. Oh yeah, that's right. They're and chewing. screwing yeah, myself right. with my hand. He's jerking off at the end of the song. Yeah, so, yeah. Which was very right. Yeah, and that seemed almost a little out of character. That whole well. Here's bit. what happens with his lyrics: is that um, you you know how in a dream you shift you shift scenarios fluidly, effortlessly right. with no. So uh, he went from he. Vacillated from this thing where right. he was the uh, yeah. the uh, protagonist to like maybe uh, maybe not him maybe someone else or they, maybe it's all him maybe. Well, obviously it's all him look you're, you're reading this guy's words he it's, doesn't seem like a guy that would do ecstasy though or maybe tried it well here's okay I'm gonna <laughs> add this in there in the stereo gum article there was a um, a discussion of people you know him being a hard person to interview or the band being hard to interview and not wanting to talk about the music right. And one of the band members said, Shocker. "Yeah." Or one of the band members said, "Well, yeah, he was Stephen was smoking a lot of weed uh, around okay, this time." Okay. So here's a, here's a, here's a, this is all you know my 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 stew of uh, stuff that I cook up during the week and yes. spill on the table during the podcast <laughs> is um you know the way the lyric the way the lyrics shift in a in a dreamlike fashion right. from one from 
different perspectives. Right. And the, the, the thing that's known about people that smoke a lot of weed is that they don't dream very much. And that when you stop smoking weed, you people and the, every person I've known who smoked weed over the, a long time and then stopped said, man, my dreams are really intense. And I'm uh, imitating the voice okay. there of someone that I, <laughs> that, that I, a childhood friend that right. um, I remember when he quit and he was like, I'm having these really intense dreams. So I'm wondering if his, uh, his uh, dream um, lack is spilling into these lyrics and the way that he shifts in the way you wouldn't a dream from one uh, um, uh, context to another with no with no cue about the, the fact that you've shifted, which is what happens in dreams. Right. You're like, you have this dream and you're like, and then I was, and you go, well, how did you get from there to there? And it's like, it just, I was just there. It didn't, there was no contextual right. thing. So, uh, well, that's um, good. I like that. Let's go with that. All right. More, uh, okay. And uh, elevate me later. analysis from uh, Barry Stott. Yeah, that's when you know if you, if you don't like it's a it, hobby. It's your hobby. It's it, I do like to tear shit apart. No, yes. and it's great. I, you know what? You're very convincing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so, that sounds, uh, sounds right to me. But this has got some some California shit in it too. Elevate me later. Yes, elevate me later. Definitely. This is the one that I realized that I realized. Oh, that's what it is. It's the California. Yeah, thing. he's talking about California. Right, and he sort of breaks it up. The first verse, even is, though the record was recorded in New York, I know, which seemed really weird to me. And there's a song uh, we'll get to. There's a song that's oh, yeah. sort of uh, about that too. The New York experience, and it's a total New York experience through the eyes of California, California kids. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I guess they weren't. So how old, how old were they when they made this record? Because I keep saying kids. Well, shit. well, he's 51 now, so he's two years younger than me, two or three years younger than me. So he was born in probably 67 or or 68. So if this was Recorded in uh, 94. 94. So he would have been 30 something. Oh, okay, right. So he's in his he, 30s. So they weren't kids. No. I, I keep calling them kids, but they, 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 they weren't, weren't at this point. Yeah, right. that's, yeah. Um, that's the, the difference, right. is it? All right, so they got uh, As You Sleep with Electric Guitars, yeah. Range Roving with, with the, the Cinema, cinema stars. stars, and yeah. I Wouldn't Want to Shake Their Hands because yeah. they're in the, such a high-protein land. land. Okay, I've, got, I've, got, I've broke that one down for you. All right, let's do it. Um, these, these are people, these are L.A. people. These right, are, right. Uh, you know, totally. rock stars or whatever. People totally. Hang, totally. Because <laughs> they're in such a high-protein land. What, what has, I Wouldn't Want to Shake Their Hand hands because they're in such a high protein land what has a lot of protein in it jizz i was just gonna say that but as a joke <laughs> no i believe that that is the joke really because they've been jerking off and they got uh, jizz on their hands and he just was talking about that right at the end of the song he was right so that, that, that appears more than once so Stephen malcolm is apparently obsessed with jerking off there we go like well so you know we were discussing um, we've cracked the code yeah there you go as well you know, I don't think he's alone out there. <laughs> <laughs> but aside yeah. from that, this is I, this is a good song. It's actually kind of a nice, uh, like short and sweet. Yeah, gets yeah. right to the point. Uh, says what it wants and ends. Which uh, why are you complaining? I can yes, yes. I I like that actually. I like that little ties. Uh, yeah. sort of sort of throws that in there. Yeah, I like that. So uh, um, stop breathing, which is a uh, um, it's stop again. Breathing. This is a, because there's so many tennis. He throws in a lot tennis. of tennis. Yeah, he's a tennis and he player. played. Ten, of course, he was. Yeah, he's a tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> so he throws a lot of uh, metaphors, a, okay, tennis so metaphors. There's like, there. there's, and it's know, very clever. It's very clever. There were the guys in high school who were played tennis and did sports, 
but also were like into cool music. And that's that's the weird thing is that you and I were haters because we weren't in, we didn't do sports, we didn't go to prom. Right. We were. I went to prom. <laughs> I didn't go to prom. Well, you had a girlfriend. My wife, yeah. I'm, I'm married exactly. to the girl I went to prom right. with. How yeah, lame is that? Yeah, It's not lame, but okay. it's just it's, it's extenuating circumstance. Right. But we weren't uh, those guys. We were sort of, uh, we were definitely outcasts. We're the, yeah, yeah. We were I was definitely, yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah, in the outcast yeah. crew. Um, but like we had, I, band I was in high school, we had a drummer who was uh, a, on the swim team and he was a jock, but then he would come and, you know, he really liked, liked playing the, playing, you know, punk rock. And we would do these gigs at keg parties, and he would sit in for us. Right. You know, right. sit in and play drums with us. Um, so well, Yeah, because the tennis players, tennis is not a team sport. So you can still, not. you can yeah, be like an true. athlete, but it's not like you got to be a team. You know, you're on a team. No, it's like you. So it's you're different. on. And he, he there's a war analogy that he, he's he got going on in here uh, with the tennis. He, he sort of blends, seamlessly blends together uh, um, tennis and and he's got something about his dad. I wonder if he has some dad issues. I don't, he's got well, the because dad, dad they made, broke me. Dad, well, well they, look, okay, so you're either in a war or you're in a tennis tournament away from home. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> they broke me. Write it on a postcard. You know, he says it in a really heartfelt way. You know, dad, they broke me. Dad, they broke me like either, you know, uh, um, you, you didn't, he wasn't able to hold up. Right. So, right. and I think in the demo version of the song, which is on the extended version, he actually says start breathing. I oh, think he really? it over from stop breathing. Oh, okay, um, okay. And uh, this song, definitely you hear uh, another, speaking of sort of uh, influence that you hear, uh, a television. I hear television in Yeah, this. yeah. Uh, right. Uh, with the guitar interplay and yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's really cool. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's that's kind of... And then I realized, oh, you know what? That's also an influence with them. I wanna, and before we break, um, I want to go back to... Um, all the way back to the beginning of the record, to Silence Kit. Yes. At the that intro part that you we, we started talking about, I actually... It bears some similarity to um, the opening of uh, A Love Supreme by John Coltrane. It's got the the, the feeling of an, uh, it's called Acknowledgement. It's the, the track on the Coltrane record. Oh. And since you're not a huge jazz fan. <laughs> not a um, huge one, no. Um, you probably wouldn't hear that, but I kept going, man, this sounds really like Coltrane. Right. And like he would start off playing these notes that were supposed to kind of like, you know, open the gates of the temple because Coltrane was super spiritual. And uh, so that's that. And we're uh, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back in uh, just a minute. Okay, we're back. That record got me high. Episode nine. I'm still not convinced it's nine, but I guess I'm gonna go with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. You're probably. If I'm right. wrong, I have to go back and edit the word nine and make it eight, <laughs> which I'm not going to do. It'll just. Be I know we up. talk. I've noticed we. Whenever we've talked about editing things, we've never. Edited no, I don't see any need for that. No, we haven't. Whatever. You know, we, whatever we episode any, it is, it is. We haven't said anything slanderous or libelous yet. <laughs> that will be edited. That out. we know. Yeah. That we know. Right. All right. Um, we're talking about uh, pavement, crooked rain, crooked rain, and we're up to track four. Which is was the, their the big, the indie big, hit? Yeah. Which I was thinking, if they were one of these like one hit 
Wonder Bands, right. which they could have been. This could have been like Country the hit, sure. yeah, but yeah. no, they they were obviously much more than that. But this song is really was a really catchy song, and this song was everywhere in the nineties. Yeah, it was cut but your they, hair, they didn't, but they weren't. They didn't um, sign to a major. Right, right. They, they, they never stayed did on that. Matador, and they've been on Matador since. Uh, uh, so if you look on Matador's website, Pavement is still listed as, uh, you know, there's a possibility they might get back together next year for a reunion tour. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, that's good. I definitely, you've got to give them a lot of credit. For because they could, uh, everybody was signing to a major then. You know, there was a lot of money being thrown around at Right, fans, right, right. The Nirvana thing, and uh, they they stuck with Matador. And he had a, um, the owner of Matador had a distribution deal, or the owners of Matador had distribution deals with majors. He's gonna claw your shit. We have a cat that's on the table that's being very he can naughty. Claw my shit. He's fine. I'm, I'm a cat lover, by the way. I'll hear about it later. I like cats. Um, all right. So this, I, I really like this song because he's singing about the the scene and that time in right. music. Right. Uh, he starts out. Music seems crazy. Bands start up each and every, every day. day. I saw one just the other day. A special Rental new band. New, special new band. <laughs> right. He's definitely um, has had enough. Of yeah. The and then he says, "I remember lying. I don't remember <laughs> a line. I don't remember a word." He also does the shifting perspective thing in this because he goes from, um, "Darling, don't you go and cut your hair? Do you think it's going to make him change?" So you have one perspective, which is. Mom telling the daughter or friend telling the, her friend, don't if he, you the boy he's not paying attention to you, d- changing your hairstyle is not going to do it. Right. Then you switch immediately to, um, I'm just a boy with a new haircut. So and <laughs> right, that's a pretty right. nice haircut. So all of a sudden, oh, so you've swapped over to a, a different haircut perspective, and um, change it like a puzzle. <laughs> Hit men wearing muzzles, and I wanted to look up. Was there a movie that where hit men were wearing muzzles around that time? Was there a Tarantino <laughs> thing? I have no idea. Or I think it was just something he threw out because it rhymed. You I, think? I, yeah, I'm I not think so. Sure, man. I don't I know. I, well, because he, he doesn't Hesitate, care. You die. He look doesn't care. He really doesn't care, Barry. Well, that's a, we, this is the third album we've had ex- 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 saying, "I don't care. I, right I don't care." But he throws in an "I care." Because he said, I don't care. I care. I really don't care. Did you see the drummer's hair? Yeah, the second drummer drowned, his telephone is found. This is before, which is weird. Before this is it's before, before cell, cell phones. phones. Yeah, that is. That weird. I was, I was going. He's to so me. smart that he knew that they yeah, were. And it's not phones. that. I don't know. Um, this is to me. He. This is almost like pathological apathy. <laughs> I think that's what bothers you about them. It is, it is, and and I and I fully admit that it's that it's my thing. It's, it's, that it's they, my it, problem. They, they yeah. don't give a fuck. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of show you how I don't give a fuck. Except that some of it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound really great. So you're right, gonna, exactly. You're oh yeah. This, oh god, this song's still in my goddamn head. Driving here, I was singing this yeah. song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you so, see uh, the drummer's hair? So we have a, a third hair perspective. Right. Yeah. Is well, somebody in the audience? Looking at the drummer's hair, and you know, oh, did you see the drummer's hair? Right. And it's the, the hair sort of takes the the uh, um, the tear is a stand-in for all of it. It's the bullshit, you know, p- p- you know, stupid hype, 
jive. Oh, and then the last, okay, the last verse. Oh, I think he's, t- when he say, uh, he says, songs mean a lot when songs are bought. And so are yeah. you, bitch, right down to the practice room. room. Attention and fame's a the career. Per- attention so I think he's talking career. about some of these bands that did sign the major yep. levels. Aver- uh, and then, well, of course, this is the, and then this is the, from the, the back of the weekly, the ad. You can see the, the two-line ad in the back of the weekly. Advertising looks and chops a must. Oh, yeah, No right. big hair. No big hair. So the big hair era, era was over. <laughs> it's over, yeah. You got the grunge was in. Yeah, cut that hair. You know, he's just slicing through it with a razor blade. Yeah, it's very clever. <laughs> it's, it's clever, but it's also brutal. It is, right. It is. Because he's, even though he's singing it in that happy, cheerful sing-song voice, he's slicing and dicing as he, as he walks through the song. Just this, you know, har- horrendous bullshit. And, uh... And then you go to New- Newark Wilder, which is slow. This is the New York. Now, this is they recorded this record in New York. Yeah. And I guess where they recorded it was near uh, New Jersey. Because okay. where people don't know, it's just you could uh, take a rock at some point and throw, throw it in yeah, right. New Jersey. Yeah. So Newark uh, Wilder is definitely a reference, I think, to, uh, to Newark. And the Wilding... That was around the time when they had the um, yeah the wild the kids going out supposedly wilding and everything Go out and beating people and it up. just it must have the city especially in that time in the nineties was still like a real I yeah. remember New yeah, York yeah, at yeah. that it was time before it was, was the mean street so yeah, yeah it was sure. before Disney took over Times Square and yeah. that so it, to them especially it must have seemed like a real uh, mean city and that's kind of what the song is about and he said again he says in the song fly 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 fly. Don't try, try, try. It's like, don't try. It's again, Butthead saying, hey, yeah, I want them to try a little. Um, Rob is not having it. He just can't stand <laughs> it. But um, Yeah, that line, don't try. Again, it just seems that that pathological apathy to me. Um, crowds of the people and voices and steeples. Um, you remember, you may not have ever heard this. Maybe it was a... You ever see have the thing where your parents had? Oh, this is the church. This is the steeple. Yeah, open the door and open up with your fingers. Yeah, with your fingers. And that's what that reminded me of. And I wonder if that's where that came from. Oh, okay, could be, could be. Uh, That's good. Wilder the horses, stones, wild horses, and break up divorces and separate rooms from my my my. I love your tinted eyes. Okay, remember when? Remember when uh, tinted contacts came out? That was a thing, and, and all of a sudden, people could change their eye color. Right. And so, it, I think that's probably what he's referencing. Uh, I think so. So bad, so bad, so bad. Um, this one's more freeform. He's definitely sort of just freeform and yeah, lyrics. right, right. Uh, but it's it this is this it's this mellow groove, a lot of harmonics on the guitar, and uh, uh, laid back. Um, Alright. We go into Unfair. Now, Another, song six, yeah. Unfair. Yeah. Very, this song, very uh, Sonic Youth. It's got that yeah. frantic Sonic Youth outro part. It does, for yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, we're, we're back in California now. We're back in LA. Yeah, and this one's like a, he's like flying over. He does like a flyover thing in this song where you see him. It's almost like in, right in the movie. down to down down in Santa Rosa and over the bay across the grapevine to L.A. We've got desert, desert we've got trees, we've got the hills of Beverly. Let's burn the hills of Beverly. 
Um, and then he's talking about LA people walk with your credit card. Walk in with your credit. That's great. There's some great lines in this. Walk with your credit card on your ass, swinging nunchuckers like, like it just don't, don't care. care. Um, this is the slow, sick, sucking part of me. And you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Back. And with Back, you never know whether someone picked it up from Back or Back picked it up from them because he's a very excellent appropriator right, of right, other people's right. stuff. Um, but that swing of nunchucks, Jesse, like it, we used to call them nunchucks because they were from fucking Florida. So, right, right. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> nunchucks. Nunchuck is, yeah, right, right. Um, and I don't know anything about, you know, any of the stuff he's talking about in California because I have never been to California. Oh, really? Oh, we no. gotta, uh, we got to take you out there. I'm like, an East uh, Coast, you know, I've been to the West both Coast. My, you know what? I'm an East Coast boy. I've, my whole life I thought I would hate L.A. Both of my daughters live in L.A. now. L.A. is actually pretty cool. It's pretty nice. It is. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah, you go yeah. there, you say, oh, wow, it's pretty nice. But I think it's probably changed a lot. I think the L.A. of uh, the 90s yeah. or whatever that he's talking about mm-hmm. was much more, um, although it's still superficial. You still have superficial, the superficiality. Superficial, man. Yeah, I think so. And you have the Botox ladies and everything. So lost in the foothills of my, and he's, by this point he's yelling, lost in the foothills of my pride. Trocadero say goodnight. There was a, a theater tr- or, a, or a place where the, the, the Trocadero, Trocadero. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Uh, to say goodnight to the last psychedelic band um, from Sacto, Northern Cal. So, set, where was Trocadero? Was it in LA or was it in San Francisco? Uh, could be, could be San Francisco because he's talking about Northern. And it's funny because it's un, it's unusual. Usually. Bands are always going to sing about like Southern California. That and well, he also talks about them stealing water. L.A. stealing water from um, man-made deltas and concrete rivers. The South takes what the North delivers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is something only people who like grew up in uh, in California. Well, I I know I I have some knowledge of California geology, so yeah, Um, (laughs) of course you. And then he says, "Oh, and." And then, he, you know, at the end, I'm not your neighbor, you Bakersfield trash. Yes, uh, that's right. I know enough about California that Bakersfield is kind of trashy, tra- tra- right, sort of. Right, uh, right, right. And uh, also home of Buck Owens and the Bakersfield sound, the famous country sound, which uh, so influenced the Beatles, which we talked about I love last that, time. You know, I wrapped that on the big little bow and <laughs> twist it around. <laughs> Uh, gold sounds. Go back to those gold sounds and keep my advent to yourself. Uh, this one's very. Uh, there's some interesting lines in here, but it is freeform kind of uh, a word association. Right. It is, and and it's actually a good. Yeah. I. I it's kind of like what makes me. I. It's a good. I actually like this song, sort of, but that's what makes me not really like it. And also, he's <laughs> Rob got likes that, things to have. He would like a, you know, a little a, more. A big, and he, a also, and man and, he also sings in this in that naive, squeaky voice thing a lot right? in this yeah. song, which he True. does, yeah. which just bugs me. And he doesn't do so much. Like I listen to, like I said, his later stuff, right. and he doesn't do that so much. So I right. guess he kind of grew. His, I guess he grew out. Well, of he's got way. older, and you know, it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, um, but he, she, he says, "There's a great line in here. Um, it has a nice ring when you laugh at the low life opinions." And they're coming to the chorus now, which is funny because he's talking about, he's breaking the third wall and he's saying, oh, the band, the song, we're right. getting, yeah, we're, and we're coming the, to the chorus. Co- yeah. It's like the Wire song, uh, uh, Map Ref, where he goes, where they, uh, they, they do the verse and he goes, after the verse, he goes, chorus. <laughs> <laughs> so chorus. there's a record. Wire 154. That's one of your uh, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, there's some actually. There is some good. I like the um, imagery. Uh, so drunk in the August sun, yeah. and you're the kind of girl I like oh, because you're empty and, and I'm, I'm empty, empty, and you can never quarantine the past. You, uh, those are that's good. Yeah, that that's, that's good. That's, yeah, those are good. Right, yeah, that's good. It yeah. really is good. Um, he he could have tried hard and written the whole song like that, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Well, but the funny thing is, okay, that when you get to those things. You get to this, you go through the non sequitur stuff, and when he gets to the the, the sequitur stuff, it's a punchline. You're like, it it really it gets you, yeah, no, and it did with me. That's why I, I actually I had it in my notes, and I wrote it down. Yeah. And I said, no, that's really good. Yeah. Um, I've been and I've been wasted advocating that word for the last word. Last words come up all. You've got to waste. So he's he's just scrambling up stuff, and. Uh, uh, um, you know, they're interesting scrambled eggs. Right. So. Well, make it some gold sounds. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and someone, there was a comment looking at their influences. I guess there was a the Rolling Stone review of the album when it came out was positive. They got four stars in Rolling Stone, but the guy teased out, he says, this could have been a Cure song. Like there's a, a something from the Cure that he heard in this. Uh, so, and then we come to the, they come to the expansive. <laughs> Um, filler <laughs> range life really oh no uh, did I skip uh, no gold sounds unity and then the next song is uh, five four oh unity yeah unity. yeah, yeah. I, I don't have the I just have lyrics so I don't have that well unity is definitely it's a five four equals a, unity it's a it basically it's an instrumental and it sounds like a little Minuteman fire hosey meat meat puppetsy and it's just kind of filler well it's actually two things it's actually um um um, a jazz tune that's in 5-4 they uh, knew Brubeck. it had to be Dave some kind Brubeck. of jazz uh, Dave, it's Dave Brubeck uh, uh, take 5 and then it's the Beatles She's So Heavy the riff from She's So Heavy stuck together oh really? yeah that's what it is? yeah oh, okay. and there's a vocal version on the uh, on the extended version but apparently um and it's five minus four equals one equals unity because uh, oh okay okay that's the um, that's the uh, I don't want to get all fucking metaphysical on you about that but anyway <laughs> they talk about that and there's the um, um, there's a vocal version of it and they decided they didn't want the vocals on it so. okay but I, it, is it filler I don't know it's just an interesting little instrumental thing that's in there yeah yeah. No and it's is. almost like a bridge to uh, another part of the record right bridge to their song Rain probably uh, probably my favorite it's probably my favorite it's song a great on the song. record it is a really great song After uh, it's obviously really catchy uh, really catchy yeah. song and very I feel like the casualness and the snarkiness work better in this because he's sort of singing it from the point of view of someone else. I think it's really about a guy or either an older version yeah, of himself. Yeah, so it's yeah, not maybe, yeah. so it's so to me I guess it didn't it didn't cut so hard okay. that it's like he's sort of stepping outside himself a little and singing okay. about a third party. And I remember originally when I heard it I was bothered just because he uh, he obviously does the little dig in the last verse about this being on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins. Which they weren't. They called, they actually they weren't. They, right? no, he, okay. was just, he was just making shit up. Making shit up and he called them Nature Kids, which I don't even know. What does he mean? Nature Kids, they ain't right. got no function. Well, okay, remember, again, the shifting context. 
he may not be talking about the t- the um, Smashing Pumpkins anymore. Right, because then he throws in Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, they're elegant Baxter said, Foxy to me, are they Foxy to you? <laughs> that's really funny to me. That's funny because when you picture Stone Temple Pilots and elegant bachelors, that's a great line. Right. But to me, it was almost like it's like low-hanging fruit, though. Because it's like, yeah, they're easy band to make yeah, fun, sure. fun of, to make fun of bands like that. And it's almost like what you have are the bands, like also like Pearl Jam and Patrick Pumpkins, bands that... That have no sense of irony, right? And no, right. And are, are, right. are trying really hard, and right. then you have these a band like Pavement, which just takes the piss out of everything and just doesn't give a fuck about anything, right? So I think I think my sensibilities fall somewhere maybe more in between. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I will you, yeah, yeah. That, so that that might be it. That might be it. But it's still. It's a really good. It's a really good song, and uh, I've amended. That was my opinion of it back then, and I've definitely amended it somewhat. Well, uh, this was the one where I dug around, and there's a. He never mentions Camper Van Beethoven, but they are an LA band, and there's right. a Camper song that. It's got sort of the same vibe. It's Sweetheart off Key Lime Pie, and the date. If you. If I imagine David Lowry singing this, I can imagine that. I can imagine David Lowry, his voice, and the way... And maybe it's just a similar sensibility. Right. Um, But uh, um, over the turnstiles and out in the traffic, there's ways of living. It's the way I'm living. Right or wrong, it's all that I can do, and I wouldn't want to let you be. So he's he's... but he's not. Ta- but he's not singing from his specific point of view. Though, I, don't I don't know. Think. I feel like he's doing a character at this point. Maybe. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. I, I feel like. It, I feel yeah. like it's, well, a, it's of course. more of a character. Yeah. Maybe it's probably all characters. You know, we're just ascribing to him that we're doing the same. We're making that. We're following on that same. That following that trap of of uh, thinking that you know. Right. Well, you know what. Steve, all these guys, Stephen Malcolmus can can write us at uh, trgmh33 at gmail.com. <laughs> at gmail.com. Which we've gotten, an email, uh, and gotten a lot. We've gotten a lot of emails from fans. Uh, not really. We haven't gotten, <laughs> nobody's written us an email. We get notice. Actually, do you get what I get are private? I've been getting private messages, though, from people. Really? I got today. No. I got from, yeah, someone saying, do, do people uh, give you records to review? And I go, yeah. I go, no one is No one's messaging them. me. Oh, so, yeah, no, no. I heard a friend of mine go, yeah, listen to the podcast, and it seems like like Elba's like the announcer, and you're just like sort of the color commentary. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, yeah. pal. Thanks, buddy. Run from the pigs, the fuzz, the cops, the heat. Pass me your gloves. This crime, it is never complete. Until you snort it up and shoot it down, you're never gonna feel free. So drugs, 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 drugs. And in the in the the version that's on the um, the extended cuts, the original or demo version, he says, uh, uh, "Snort a line and shoot it up." So he switched it around oh, okay, for the right. he did to make more, it a little oh, less right. overt. Overt, yeah, yeah. Because they, right. they definitely don't strike me as a drug type. I Right, I think smoking weed. They definitely had the yeah weed. You know, but t- you know, yeah, they weren't dabbling in heroin and shit. Uh, does not have that vibe. <laughs> I don't at all. get that or uh, coke, coke either. I don't no. get a coke vibe. At no, all and then he's got this one verse which is very cinematic. Um, out of my skateboard, the night is just humming, and the gums smacks are the pulse. Um, <laughs> I'll follow if my Walkman fades, but I've got absolutely no one 
no one but myself to blame. So, um, it's just a, it's a cool song, and, and then he, and then in the last uh, two verses, he 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 does this thing which probably had a negative impact on their career, which was he goes after Stone Temple Pilots and Smashing Pumpkins right, yeah, in one yeah, verse yeah. after another, <laughs> and but not in a way that's really. He doesn't. He's not making fun of Billy Corgan. No, he's not. He's and not of course, Billy of... Corgan took it way too serious, and then right, uh, we kept him off a tour because right, yeah. a big tour took so fun. It was. It's so funny. It's like the. Uh, it's like the rap battle type thing, but you know, with right <laughs> the indie and now indie so, rock version of a fair, rap battle. Billy Corgan goes on Alex Jones at a radio show, <laughs> and as far as I know, Stephen Mountain does not. So right. I think that. In the in the uh, the uh, history uh, may have proven him his insights to be he's a bit of a nut. Correct. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit the, of a nut. It, it, yeah, he is. And, um, and probably a bit of an asshole too. It seems like it. I, Billy, it's yeah, safe to say. I, I don't think there's a lot of d- debate about that. Um, so, You're listening, Billy. Sorry, send us an email if you want. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Heaven is a truck. Heaven is a truck. Uh, this is one of the few songs that has like a lot of piano in it. There's not a lot of piano. It's yeah. mostly a guitar record, but there's a, a, a lot of piano in this song. Um, California comes definitely, up again. Yeah, this definitely is str- more of a stream of consciousness. Yes, I, right. right. I don't really. Um, this one, I, I this one, I couldn't even. You could even you couldn't. No. Yeah, it's not that I don't like the song. I think it's great. I yeah, yeah, no, it's enjoyable, but it's very stream of consciousness. And maybe what this could be more like a dream, maybe like a dream type song. You know, yeah, um, the sand in the boats of the rose colored floats, like the rose rose bowl parade floats. The sand in the boats. Is there sand in the boats of the rose bowl parade floats? (laughs) Because I'm I'm from Florida, and we don't have anything like that here. Nothing. Right. Um, 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 I know arcs can't fly. I know the sharks, they don't have wings. But lady, <laughs> this was a good line. But lady, you need some cold, av- cold advice about a few things. So he drops back into reality. Right. Like, you know, I, listen, lady, I need to, <laughs> I need to, uh, let's get real. Right. Let's get real. Uh, and then loosen up my dress to tie me up just like all the rest. So uh, I got the vibe from this. Maybe he's talking to uh, an older woman who's like sort of hippie, Pastor Prime, crazy. Um, you know, um, she's the queen of the casa, Pas- Pasadena, House of California, thrill. Um, yeah, I almost got that it could be like a like a homeless like a, a maybe, woman that's like yeah, a homeless woman sure, that, sure, sure, that yeah, was sure. you know sort of that's her right. Uh, her and then past. we have the, the overt. Fall reference song, which sounds oh, like hit a the fall. Play. Oh, this see this it bothers me because yeah, it's overt. I mean, from the title, hit the plane down, yeah, which could the totally plane be a down. fall song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should say that uh, Stephen Malcolmus did not write this though. This no, is this the is guitar a player, Spiral Scott, Stairs. Uh, uh, Scott Camberg. Uh, Was it the drummer? Write this. Yeah, Scott. Cam- whoever Scott Camberg is. Let's see. Who's Scott Camberg? Guitar and vocals. He goes by Spiral Stairs. Oh, okay. Which well, he a, wrote this. And it's such... I guess you could say it's an... Homage. Homage to the fall. 
but uh, it's got the real, it's got the bass heavy riff. Yeah. And the way he sings, he even does, he goes, no, sur- survivors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is the Marky Smith. And he does the falsetto, the Marky Smith oh, falsetto yeah. singing. Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And it's about, from he claims that, um, but who, you know, hit the plane down, <laughs> you know, who hits the plane down? Godzilla. That was my. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Right. That I was mean, just... it sounds like he's sort of like like admonishing someone because drugs are taking over their life. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he, but uh, yeah. I'm, it's but every time I think life. about hit the plane down, I think of just like the guy in the Godzilla suit. And <laughs> yeah, the, that makes as good and as the, much and the, sense the as set, anything. You know. Yeah. Um, so hit the plane down. It's uh, <laughs> so I it's guess. a fun song and it's a great. It's a it breaks up the record. Gives it a dip, you know. Like yeah. It, what I'm thinking is probably because you said, especially their first record, they got compared a lot to the fall. Yeah. They, so were, they probably uh, said, okay, okay, well, you know what? Screw this. We're gonna let's do one. <laughs> we're gonna do a fall. Like that one. Yeah. Let's do yeah, it like yeah. the fall. Right. Right. So Which Fillmore is, Drive, another California. This is now. Time. This is the last song on the record, right? Because it's hard it because there's like an, I know it's extended. There's like now this is the last song. song. This is yeah. the last song. Yeah, yeah. Fillmore Drive, and this is uh now the Fillmore was the uh, theater, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, California and uh, I like this song a lot I, I like this song and uh, I also like it because it sounds this song to me it doesn't sound like he's trying quite so hard to make it sound like he's not trying this well maybe this one was because um, it's kind of about an end of an era it's like it a, the end of, of the rocker era it definitely era. is it right. definitely is it's, it, well, it's almost end of rock and yeah end of rock and roll right right, right. which you know still hasn't quite happened but it seems like it's Closer in 2018 than it was in 1994, definitely. Yeah. Gibson Guitars has filed for right. bankruptcy. Well, but and it also feels like this could be the end of everything. It does, doesn't <laughs> it? We, we could get into that, but we only have four minutes, yeah. so uh, we're gonna have to uh, <laughs> we're gonna save that for uh, a future episode. Um, but uh, I do have, if anyone wants, um, I have a shell corporation. If anyone would like to donate money to my shell corporation for me to protect them, I would be glad. <laughs> To okay, do that for awesome. you, uh, so uh, I'll send you. You know, I'll send you my uh, my backgrounding information. Promote our shirts, but I guess this we is got a... some shirts. We got the, that record got me high shirts. We have on uh, we have them on um, uh, Society Six Society and on Redbubble. So uh, right. and, and I got one. It looks pretty damn good. I got to get one. But if if you go to our Facebook page, uh, that record got me high podcast, uh, you could see uh, we'll have links to all that stuff, and uh, we have links to. Uh, just links to everything and fun stuff and people making their clever little comments <laughs> and uh, yeah. So th- this was a fun. Uh, this was a, a fun record. I was surprised when you when you brought it out. Uh, I knew that you maybe weren't going to be in love with this record because um, I know you. I know you well enough, and you, that I know the kind of things that might you know sort of. Make your eye twitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, didn't no. This didn't make my eye twitch, and I actually did really enjoy it. And uh, and there you go, crooked rain, crooked rain. And um, next week we have we're we're entering a, a new era. Well, not a new era, but we're we're trying something new. We always we said from the start that eventually maybe we'd have guests. Yeah. And when we started doing this, we we've been alternating, but we've been doing it at um, Brian Franklin's house. Thank you, when Brian. By the way, despite all of our jibes, yes. thank you very much thank for your you. hospitality. And, but one of his stipulations, I said, can we use your house to do the podcast? And he said, yeah. He goes, but if you have a guest, I want to be your first guest. Yeah. 
So next week, we are going to have Brian Frank. We're going to fulfill our contractual yes. obligation. He totally screwed. I had the record I wanted to do next week, which I'm not going to say because I will do it in a future broadcast, but it was going to be the most uh, punk rock thing we've done so far. Oh. And, uh, but we're not doing it. We're doing Franklin's pick, which is, <laughs> did, did I tell you already? Yeah, you did. It was good. It was a great pick. I'm looking the forward Smith, to it. Strange Ways, Here We Come by The Smiths. Which is, uh, yeah, because Morrissey's, you want to talk about... Clever lyrics, right? Yeah, that's true. So you're gonna be, you're gonna give, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, Clever uh, stab Stephen Malkmus in the ass, right. and then you're gonna let Morrissey pass. I don't no, think no, so. we'll have, I'm sure we'll have things to say, and the fabulous Johnny Marr uh, guitar playing virtuosity, and so that's it. Next week, Strange Ways Here We Come with Brian, special guest Brian Franklin. So I just want to go back to the, uh, the to back to uh, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain for just a second because yes. they. Um, the the last stanza of Fillmore Jive, pull out their plugs and they snort up their drugs. When they pull out their plugs, I'm guessing ear, ear plugs. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, that, that's And I they thought. snort up their drugs. Their throats are filled with, and then the record ends. And so, what are their throats are filled with? Like snot, phlegm, or <laughs> cries of pain. But he just leaves that open-ended stanza, you know, right there. It's like you get to, you know, he just leaves you hanging. Right. With, uh, so, uh, that's episode nine. Thank you. <laughs> that record got me high. Um, that's Rob Elford. That's very stuck. And we'll see you next week with The Smiths and uh, Strange Ways, Here We Come. And uh, with Brian Franklin, our first guest. God help us all. God help us all.